people often say that they feel like God has stopped speaking in their lives. And the reality is, is he's not stopped speaking. The question is more, have you stopped listening? And so we are going to look today at some biblical examples of God speaking to us and some ways that we can kind of tap into that. The reason why most of us can't hear from God in our lives, it's sin. Sin separates us from him. But thankfully, God has a rescue plan. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus. That's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our study on biblical meditation and what that means in our lives. Today I want to start with a passage out of Genesis chapter 1. Because I think it's a really good picture of the the onset of the human God relationship and um, the intention of that. And um, we're going to be starting in verse 26 and reading through verse 30. It says, then God said, now this remind you, just to remind you, Genesis 1 is when uh, it's going through all the things that God made throughout that first week of creation. So verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. 
So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. So what we have here in Genesis, the very beginning, we see that God created people in his image, and God desires to have a relationship with people. We see him speaking to them and blessing them. And then um, before the fall, especially, God speaks with them and they speak with God. They have this communion. And communion is really the word that we get communication from. It's really a picture of a dialogue between two. So this is not just God giving them direction or them complaining to God. It's a back and forth dialogue, a relationship. One of the things that I think has always been, I, I hate to say it, but almost unique in my relationship with my kids is the way that we speak to each other. I remember very uh, early on when my kids were really little, I think my oldest daughter was maybe three. I was away at a conference and I called her in the evening just to see how she, her day was. And we, you know, we're talking throughout you know, our conversation. And then I talked to my husband and, you know, then we hung up. And my girlfriend, after I got off the phone, she said, you are such a different kind of mom. And I said, what do you mean? She said, you actually have conversations with your kids. And I said, well, yeah, of course they're my kids and I love them. Like I want to know how her day was. And she said, well, most people talk to their kids. They don't talk with their kids. And I thought, oh, that's terrible because I love my kids and I love talking to them and understanding their heart and their emotions and what happened throughout the day. And I think that's the picture that I see that it's not just, I don't want to just give them a direction and, and, or I don't want them just to complain to me or tell me the things that they need. I want this back and forth relationship where we intimately care about each other. The fall of course, in Genesis, when we see the fall, sin enters the scene, things are much, much harder. And then what we see throughout the Old Testament um, is we still see God speaking to his people, but it's a lot harder than it was before the fall. We see Noah hearing from God and speaking to God. We see Moses hearing from God speaking to God. In fact, uh, Exodus 33 verse 11, it says, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Have you ever read that before? Even in Old Testament, before the Holy Spirit was given to us as the mediator, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. It's this this picture of intimate relationship, of communion between God and people. The Israelites were not quite ready for that kind of communication. And it wasn't because of God. It was because of their disobedience. Now remember, this whole idea of biblical meditation is this idea of speaking to God and God speaking to us. And us listening to God and 
us being obedient to what God has told us to do. And so this idea of this intimate relationship, the Israelites were not ready because of their disobedience. It's that disobedience portion that, that puts the chasm between us and God. In Exodus chapter 20, we see that they did not want direct communication with God. And see, here's the thing. This is the thing about sin. It separates us from God. It changes our hearts from this place of wanting communication that we were created for to a place of separation from God. What happened after the fall? After Adam and Eve sinned, what does scripture say that they do? They hid from God because they were ashamed. The thing about sin is it creates this barrier between even our desire to go to God. And I don't know if you've ever had that or experienced that. Um, I have in my life where I have sinned and I know I've sinned and I'm almost like afraid to go to God with that sin because I am embarrassed and I'm ashamed. It's a natural posture of our heart when we've, when we've been in sin. So fast forward to the New Testament when Jesus enters the scene. And of course, those that were alive at the time could have this direct contact, this human communication with the living God because Jesus was and still is fully God. But then at that point in history, he was also fully man. He was alive walking around on the earth. And so communicating with Jesus was communicating with God, but that was temporary. So of course, that's the heart of the gospel message. Jesus, who was without sin, he took on sin for us. He took it to the cross. He paid that price for our sin. And then three days later, he resurrected. It's the greatest rescue story of all time. But the heart of the gospel message is that it restored communion, relationship between God and humanity. What I want to get across today is that, of course, we then had the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And now the way, the primary way that we interact and we hear from God is through the Holy Spirit. And that the Holy Spirit uses God's word. Because the Holy Spirit is God. And so I know that that's hard sometimes, especially if you're not familiar with the Trinity teaching, that, that God really has three parts. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But it's all part of the same God, the same nature, the same essence. And so the Holy Spirit is the one that's quickening our hearts and, and delivering, so to speak, God's word. But he's using the Bible. He's using his words because they're his words. It's all God. Jesus, Holy Spirit, and God are all the same. So if that's the key, we have to realize that he is still at work in this world. And he did not stop. He is not silent. The key is, are we listening? And that's what meditation is. This idea of listening for God's voice, but we use God's word to do it. And so meditation is the skill. It's how we develop this intimate relationship with Jesus. And it's how we learn to hear his voice. And so all the time, you know, I always, we've talked about this a couple times this week. I always get these questions like, how do you know? Well, it starts by meditating on God's word and recognizing his voice when he speaks. Again, he is not silent. The key is, are we listening? That's meditation, the listening part. 
Let's pray. God, I thank you that you are still at work in this world. And from the very onset of creation, we see this powerful example of how you created humankind for a relationship with you. And that sin has been this barrier between us. God, right now I ask that you would help my friends to even feel convicted about sin in their lives now that's keeping them from hearing from you. God, I pray that you would help them to clearly be able to recognize that sin and to hand it over to you in a way that they experience freedom. Because ultimately, God, the desires for them to be able to hear from you in their daily lives. God, I thank you that you are at work in this world, that you did not stop, that you never stop, and that you are not silent. God, help us to listen. Help us to listen for your voice. And not only listen for your voice, but be obedient to your, boy, to your voice. God, we thank you and we praise you in all things. Amen. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.